0: This is One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. One in 54 is a weekly show devoted to topics related to autism spectrum disorder.
1: Good morning and welcome to One in 54, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And this morning, I am very pleased to have as our guest on the show, Matt Eiler. Matt, good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? doing well today. I appreciate your time. Um, so you are a New York State certified special education teacher, which we have a huge love and appreciation for here at Anderson. Mm-hmm. So thank you for for uh, making that a part of your life. Um, you are yeah. also the program and communications manager and one of the lead instructors at Barley's Karate in LaGrangeville, New York, which is just a little bit south of where we're located. So yep. thank you. Yeah, no problem. Um, Glad to be here. I know we're going to get into talking about some of the really cool aspects of 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 the programming at Barley's and why uh, families and people who have a loved one um, on the autism spectrum might want to check it out. But before that, I always like to give you a chance to tell us a little bit about yourself, your background. It's obviously somewhat varied, um, so I'd love to to have you just talk a little bit about who you are and how you came to where you are today, and then we'll get into some of the programming.
2: Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I've been living in New York since about early 2000s. My father was military. So we lived all over the world And as soon as I moved to New York I quickly got involved in martial arts It became a passion of mine I have about 20 years experience Working in martial arts, and I'd say about fifteen of those years have been some type of instructional role. I've always really loved working with with young people. My mom was a teacher. I knew very young that I wanted to be a teacher, so that was that was something I was very passionate about. And so teaching in martial arts kind of geared me up for when I went to college, also becoming a teacher. So I went to Mount Saint Mary's. I graduated in 2011 with my bachelor's, and I was certified in general education one through six and special education one through six I have taught in Manhattan I've taught in the Bronx I have taught in Upper Dutchess County and all my roles have been in self-contained special education classrooms uh, usually with a ratio of 12-1-1 or 15-1-1 and in those settings, I've had a variety of students with different learning disabilities and developmental disabilities, including students who fell on the spectrum. So that's something that past decade of my life has been a huge part of it. Uh, I find really, really great joy in, in helping those who you know are sometimes underserved uh, because I really do believe that everyone deserves that chance for a good education and access to quality programs. And so about 10 years ago, around the same time I was getting involved in special education programs, I found Barley's Karate. I had trained in martial arts for many years, but I met Master Barley, uh, who is our school owner and chief instructor. Uh, I met him at a local martial arts tournament, and I had never met uh anyone in martial arts quite like him. Uh, all his students were respectful and joyous, and just uh really amped each other up. It was a great community, so when I was in need for a new martial arts school, uh I joined up with him and he quickly integrated me to the program uh He recognized my love for teaching and working and so I've been there for since about two thousand eleven um in a variety of different roles. And now I do uh, program development. I'm usually the person at different community events. I run social media. And I'm also Mm -hmm. one of the chief instructors. And at our school, we have uh, a pretty good-sized school. And I would say at least a third, if not more, of our students uh, have some type of social, emotional learning struggle that they deal with. And, And we really take a lot of pride and joy uh, in, in those students being just as successful as uh, students who may not have those struggles. So it's uh, it's something that I really enjoy doing. It's a huge part of my life and it's it it's
1: great. I love that. That is a great summary. I'm gonna I'm gonna dive back into some of the uh, earlier parts of what you were talking about, and then we'll get to sure. back to barley's. And um, so, so your dad was in the military. Your mom was a teacher. It sounds like you were somewhat. You kind of knew at a young age that that you wanted yeah. to get into to education. As you were going through school. You know, I am not a special education teacher, but I do have two parents who were in education their whole careers, and then I went into education for quite a, for quite a, a significant part of my career before coming to Anderson. In more of a private school and, and general ed setting, what was it? Do you, like, do you remember a moment where you where you really just made a conscious decision to, to focus with um, in on special education because... My understanding, I mean, they are two separate programs. It's not an automatic thing. Sure. And, and a lot of people, I remember when I was in school, you know, even when I when I had my first classroom, it's sort of like you have this vision for what it's going to be like to be in front of your class and to be delivering instruction mm-hmm. and caring for the students and forming those relationships with them and their, their parents and the rest of the school community. Was there a moment where you just said that, you you know, you really wanted to um, pursue special education? And Was there a reason why? Was there somebody that you met or an experience that you had?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'll be honest with you. Uh, special education, you talk about having that vision. Special education is not what you typically think of in, in your vision of having a nice classroom of 25 kids to sit and listen. You know, it's, it's a great experience. Please don't misunderstand me, but it's not typical by any means. Right. Um, so I'll, I'll be honest, when I was younger, I, I didn't have an interest in that. I, I wanted the general education experience. While I was working at a martial arts school, uh, I was about maybe 17, 18. There we had a student who was was young, and he had some developmental disabilities. Uh, he was partially nonverbal, had you know, stereotypy Uh, behaviors, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just that type of thing. And so we we still wanted to take him on because we were very inclusive, but the general class setting of about 30 students was not going to work for him. So my boss at the time asked me if I would be willing to do private instruction with him, and it was one of the most difficult yet the most rewarding things that I have ever done uh, working with this student because, you know, the first – couple months, I felt like I wasn't making any progress at all. And it pushed me to really dive into, uh, you know, I I was a teenager. I hadn't had any formal education experience at the time, but it pushed me to dive into teaching techniques and how to serve this student and that type of thing. And over the course of of six months, he really started to make a lot of gains. It really taught me that everyone is capable of of succeeding, and success may look different for each student, uh, but this student was able to achieve success, and so that really helped me better understand the special education community and pushed me to to pursue it more uh, so that when I was in college, I had no hesitations about becoming dual certified because to me that was a community that i would be just as happy serving as a general education community because i had seen what success looked like in that community and it it was it was difficult you know there are struggles um, but it was 100% possible and a great experience. Um, so, you know, and, and there's been many other students besides that one that have, have really touched me and reminded me why we do what it is that we do. Uh, mm-hmm. But that, that was really the first experience that opened my eyes to it, and it was, it was such a great experience.
1: That's fantastic. I mean, just listening to you talk about that one experience, I think that you sort of captured exactly what it takes to be a successful and, and um, fulfilled special education. Teacher, because mm-hmm. it really does come down to, in my opinion, only. But it, I think, it comes down to um, the, the 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 maybe um, the, the the teacher in that room, or the model, or the mentor, whoever's working with those individuals or that one individual, recognizing really that you said it so beautifully that um, success looks different for for everybody. Um, yeah. And uh, and 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 I'm guessing just from what, the way you described it that there was that that. Was was that period of time where you switched from? Well, this is what I was taught, and this is how I learned, and these are the milestones that the person has to get to within the time frame to show show that they're learning and show that they're making achievements. And then all of a sudden, something must have occurred where you realize that that person was making all sorts of uh, milestones and achievements, and maybe they looked a little different than you had in your head, but achievements yeah. nonetheless. And then all of a sudden, you're there at the goal, and that that you know I get to see that a lot. Uh, at the school You know and, and where I work At Anderson Center for Autism However um, I love the fact That you're You're going to tell us What that looks like In the karate studio
2: So Yeah You very, know Very, very cool and, and Yeah I, And I grew up Like I mentioned In a military family so there was a very strict way of this is how we dress, this is how we talk, this is how we act. It was it was very, very rigid. And that's one of the reasons, honestly, that I liked martial arts, because it gave me that structure. Um, but within that structure, allowing room for, for personal growth is something that I that I had to learn. Um, and that's something that, you know, I, I've learned in public education and also in martial arts that, you know, we do have a curriculum that we teach and, you know, different kicks and punches that a student, you know, has to do. But we're, we're very big on promoting, you know, you might you not, might, might not be able to do this jump kick really high, but man, you can punch through three boards and that that's success. And understanding that we... We, we set a goal for ourselves, but not reaching the goal doesn't mean that we're unsuccessful. It just means that we need to continue working, and also it means that we probably have a ton of other things that we're good at. So that that, that was, like I said, a, a real eye-opener for me, and I had to kind of let loose that uh, rigidness. And I think it's made me a better teacher in the end, and I know that's really something that Barley Karate, we, we really work on all the instructors. Well, we're going to
1: talk about that when we come back from our break, and I think that's a really good point to make, because much like so many other things, there is often perceptions that are developed among the, the broader community about a variety of things, um, mm-hmm. including, I think, the martial arts. Certainly when I was growing up, I'll admit that I had a sense, because I never tried it, I didn't have any experience, but I certainly had a sense that it was one of those uh Sports that you couldn't mess up in, you know, sure. um, and that you know there was a lot of like, you know, um, just just the posturing, just the things you'd see on TV, which is, you know, just being honest. But, you know, it looked yeah. um, it yeah. looked uh, a little bit similar to me to sort of ballet, where there's like one way of doing it, and if you don't do it that one way, you're just wrong. Um, yeah. So it kind of sounds like you're also bringing, in Barley's collectively is bringing a, a different approach with the same core tenets of of what I think martial arts is all about, probably, which you're going to explain. In the next part of our show. Um, Before we break, real quick, are you still teaching in the classroom?
2: Uh, So, no. I have worked for, like I said, about the 10 years in different special special education classrooms. I chose to devote a large portion of my time to the martial arts school. Okay. Uh, It is is my goal to one day make that my full-time job. So right now, I am devoting a lot of time to that. Obviously, with you know COVID and everything going on in the world, that's been difficult. We are currently closed, and uh, we're working on what our program is going to look like when it reopens. Uh, so that's that's kind of my full-time job and goal right now. But you know, every everything that I learned really incorporates a lot into it, and uh, I'm happy that I can bring that to this new environment.
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you. I just wanted to I just wanted to make sure we I fully understood what you were doing. So we're going to take a short yeah. break, and when we come back, we're going to hear. I want to kind of get a picture of what it day or at least a class with some of your students with social emotional struggles and and autism uh, might look like and how uh, people can get more involved so this is one of 54 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder i'm your host eliza bozinski and we'll be right back
0: in this time of unprecedented challenges we've seen kindness and resilience light the way Countless heroes are making courageous sacrifices for the greater good, and the team at Anderson Center for Autism are among those heroes. With tireless dedication and unwavering compassion, they're giving everything they've got to protect the health and well-being of people with special needs. On behalf of the Anderson family, they extend their heartfelt thanks. You are true humanitarians. Thank you for inspiring us every day and for all you're doing to light the way.
1: Welcome back to One in Fifty Four, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism, and today I'm speaking with Matt Eiler, Barley's Karate, and um, is it Barley or Barley? Barley's, Barley. Barley's Barley the an F. I just want to make sure people get the uh, website. So it's is there is there a website for Barley? Is yeah, social you media, media? You want to get us. the you want to get
2: the word out, right? <laughs> yeah, that'd be great. You know, uh, you can reach us at Barley Karate TSD dot com. I uh, you know it's funny you just said is or an X, but our website actually doesn't. Uh, So it's barley karate PSD. Dot com, or you can find us on both Facebook or Instagram at Barley's Karate, one word, no apostrophe S. On Facebook and Instagram, we'd love to have you guys. We have lots of pictures and videos. Uh, anyone is more than welcome to, to check us out and and hear more about our program.
1: Okay, awesome. So I would encourage our listeners to, to find out more about this because I think it's unique. And I think um, just from what you shared already, Matt, obviously um, you're creating an atmosphere within a community that may, like so many things for families, raising a loved one with autism uh, feel maybe not for them. Um, there are so mm-hmm. many doors that have been closed for so many of these families for a really long time, but it's really important to, to make sure that families know that they will be welcomed and made to feel at home and that there are opportunities, in your eyes, uh, for everybody. Yeah, So definitely. Okay, so I wanted to just open this part up by saying that, again, another one of the things that I have heard over the years, um, I've had family members who, who, are, uh, who send their children to martial arts classes and things that there is like maybe it's the structure of, of the programming or something but that for children in general if their families are looking for an opportunity for them to, to learn some internal controls some sense mm-hmm. of real structure uh, different than kind of going to a soccer league running around the field when you're you know certainly on the sm- on the younger side figuring out boundaries that way that yeah. the martial arts can really provide a really great structure for that. Would you agree with that statement or do you think that that pigeon holds the, the programming a little too much? Well,
2: I mean, it, it's a lot more than that, but that is one of the primary qualities that we pride ourselves on. All students, you know, something I found in, in different youth programs that have run inside and outside of public schools, all students really do create structure. Um, mm-hmm. You know, structure is something that they thrive in. It helps ease anxiety because they know what's coming and what's expected of them. And martial arts is no different for all our students, with and without disabilities, we really provide a uh, structure. We are martial arts, and the word martial comes from military, you know, where there are certain expectations. Now, obviously with children, especially those who may be on the spectrum, there, there is room for those uh, margins of error, we'll say, you know, but we, we really, really pride ourselves on having structure, and the structure that we provide is a very obvious structure, especially for those students who have social-emotional disabilities, who may not be able to pick up on social cues. Uh, we teach in a structure where we're going to provide those social cues in a very obvious way. So, for example, we have commands in class for standing at attention for bowing or doing certain movements. Um, so the students learn very, very quickly what is expected of them and they can turn to other students within the setting so that they they are reinforced, hey, this is what we're doing right now, I should do this. And as the students see these cues and these structures Um, They learn how to self-regulate and do it on their own. And while we're we're providing these structures, we also teach important character concepts such as self-discipline and focus and confidence. So while they're learning martial arts, they're also learning these routines and structures, and they're learning about their own selves and their mental growth. And what we tend to see is that once students have been in this program uh, for as short as a couple months, Those qualities start transferring outside of the the martial arts school to other settings, and they're able to apply that structure that they learned to school home to other social circles uh, because they've learned how to kind of self-regulate it in themselves. So it can be a really helpful thing. I would definitely agree that the structure and character development that we pro- provide is one of the, the core things that we pride ourselves on.
1: I mean think that, that's great. Um, and I always love, I say this on the show all the time, that that, um, that uh, when, when people that I'm talking to seem to get that what's right kind of, you know, what's really a right thing to do, a good thing to do, without a whole lot of cloudiness about whether that's right or wrong. Like, this seems like a good thing to do. And when there's also a realization that what works for for the population that I work with, you know, the the people with uh, autism and, and people who are struggling, maybe who are challenged by some other special needs, also really works well for the general population. That's something that I feel like doesn't get talked about enough. We've spent a tremendous amount of time in this country over the years, and probably in the world just focusing on developing programs specifically to support people with special needs, which is important. It's necessary. Mm-hmm. It's something that wasn't being done for a long time. And now I think we have an opportunity to kind of look at that and say, okay, but really so much of this, and as a teacher, you probably know this, what works in a special education classroom by and large is organization, clarity, structure. It often works for a lot of other children, too. Um, so so I kind of like pointing that out whenever I hear that theme coming through. Can you give us a sense of what it is like for a new student coming Coming through your doors I know you're closed right now but you're going to be reopening and we're excited about that we want to give our listeners a chance to understand what does a class look like who's teaching it what does the intake look like just walk yeah. us through what 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 it feels like there
2: yeah, yeah absolutely so you know when a, when a new student comes in we always offer one or maybe even two depending on the student free trials where they can come in they can watch the class and if they feel so inclined they can join into a class myself and, and Uh, Master Taffy, who is Master Bali, the school owner's wife, usually are the the instructors that will work with students that have some type of disability. Uh, Me being a special education teacher and Master Taffy has personal experience with students with disabilities, specifically autism. Um, But I will say all our instructors are, are trained informally in how to best accommodate those students. So we'll offer some type of trial class. Usually it'll be partially participating in the main class. Uh, As well as some individual private instruction, the students kind of get used to what it is we do, what does a class feel like socially, what do we teach emotionally, physically, you know, punches and kicks, because that is, you know, as much as we talk about character development and all these other things that martial arts can provide, we are a martial arts group, we absolutely teach. Uh, self-defense and traditional martial arts. So they get a kind of feel what that looks like. And so once a student uh, joins us, a typical class looks like a five- to ten-minute warm-up. And then we use a rotating schedule. There's a couple different elements that are core to our program. Our program really revolves around three aspects of martial arts. You have the art part of it, which is a lot of uh, beautiful, beautiful movements. We do uh, something called hyung, which in Korean... Is form, or in Japanese you might have heard it called kata, which is a series of pre choreographed movements that students can learn to kind of teach them the basics. That's the art part of it. We also teach uh, the sport part of it, which is something like competition or point sparring, where students try to use their techniques to, to almost tag their opponents. So there's a sport aspect, kind of like you see in Taekwondo in the Olympics. And then we also have the self defense part of it which is, you know, learning how to not only defend yourself physically against a punch or an attack for older students to do weapon self-defense, such as, like, a short stick or a knife, but uh, also how to defuse situations, you know, how to talk confidently and avoid a conflict. So, mm-hmm. in our in class, the students will go through these different rotations of, of learning these different aspects and, and we have different names for them in our curriculum uh, but they'll, they'll experience that and within the class we'll interject maybe some endurance training, you know, push-ups, jumping jacks, things to raise the heart rate. At the end, we'll usually end with some type of fun drill, some type of activity to... We, we are a, a fun school. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one of the things I love about Barley's is we're not we're super rigid. We enjoy having fun and seeing all our students' personalities. And then the most important thing, one of the most important things, is we only always end the class with what we call message of the week, where we pick a core character development concept and we talk about it. Uh, it might be something like courage or focus. It might be a quote from someone notable that we can Break down and talk about. It might be uh, analyzing. We have something called student Creed that we say at the beginning of each class, which are kind of like our mantras. We're talking about that. We spend a good five to ten minutes at the end of class talking about that and how we can live out those ideals and morals with our students. And then we talk about how we can apply those to not only our martial arts training, but our our school Mm -hmm. and our home and other sports. Our our motto at Barley's Karate is creating positive minds and strong bodies. And that's really something that our class kind of centers around uh, the physical training, the arts, the mental, the emotional just everything. And I I love what you said before because I have found that being a special education teacher has made me a better teacher in general. And a lot of the things that we would do for a student who has disabilities, we do for all our students, and they love it. It helps them, um, mm-hmm. you know. So, our goal: social, emotional, positive mind, strong body. It's the same for all our students. And that's kind of what our class centers on.
1: That sounds that sounds great, and uh, it's exactly what I meant when I said that. That it's it's really these are the types of opportunities. I think the more and more that we see of them, and the more we can get the word out there, and help get the word out Absolutely. there to families who who are looking for these kind of opportunities, the more we can really affect positive change for individuals, and then of course communities, and and it's spread. So, Matt Eiler from Barley's Karate in LaGrangeville, New York. Thank you for being on the show today and telling us all about your background, which is definitely interesting and good to know that that people with your background and your passion are out there in the world. And then uh, to know that Barley's Karate, which is unfortunately due to COVID, currently closed, but planning on reopening. I'm assuming if people go to your website, which is, what did you say? It's Barley Karate, is it PSD?
2: TSD. Yeah, we do Tong Soo Do got our martial arts, the Korean martial arts. So that's a that's our website, Barley Karate okay.
1: TSD. Okay, so that's the website, which I'm assuming will be have some information about reopening and what to expect. Yeah. And then also you can find Barley's Karate all over social media, and that's uh, just by looking for Barley's Karate. That one has an S uh, on the end. So um, really appreciate you being on the show today. Good luck with with whatever phase you guys get to reopen in, and bringing those students back for more good work happening in the studio and I'm, I, I just I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, to hearing some updates in the future.
2: Yeah great thank you so much for your time. we we really love love all students and we're so happy that we can serve this community So uh, if anyone ever has any questions feel free to reach out. we really love talking to you it was great hearing. thank you.
1: Wonderful. Matt thank you for being on the show. This is 1 in 54 the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host Eliza Bozemski, and remember Anderson cares.
0: You've been listening to One in 54, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at the same time next week.